1: you're listening to episode 351 of the PHBNV podcast. This podcast is made a little better thanks to a few sponsors, PHP Store, HoneyBadger.io, and PHP Architect, as well as our fabulous supporters on Patreon. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, and with me tonight are my friends, John Congdon, Love Thursday nights. Let's do it. And time right up. Good evening,
2: gentlemen.
1: Hey, uh if you listen to if you watch the live stream, uh you guys get a little Harry Mack boost before the stream starts. But the audio podcast listeners don't. Uh, if you listen to the audio podcast, you you've got to hear it at the end. That's Harry Mack, who plays a PHP ugly theme song for us that guy has absolutely just exploded. He's doing like a world tour now. Like he's mm-hmm. everywhere.
3: Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you see him freestyle for
1: ice cube? Yeah. We talked about I, that. Uh, I, yeah. I, a while back. Yeah. yeah. Man, just, he just, he just destroys it. I posted in our discord today, uh, him doing one of those, you know how the magazines do the uh the google searches for for a celebrity he was one of those people and then he freestyled the whole thing the guy is an absolute <laughs> machine which reminds me if you want to be part of the show if you're listening to the audio podcast it's going to be a little too late but you can always join uh pop into our discord at discord.phpugly.com. uh you can suggest titles you participate in the show, give us feedback, but that group is in there all week long. They do a great job. And I have to apologize to Discord. I don't know what what all those posts were. Like there were like three posts that came out of Discord. Oh, oh, I know what happened there. Okay. Discord. <laughs> that's my fault. Uh those were those were link previews. I changed the little posting there. I will correct that for next week, maybe, possibly. Probably will forget, <laughs> S- but we'll blame John.
3: S- speaking of participation, I have, have somebody messaging me privately asking me what it costs to have Harry Mack do that intro. And I can <laughs> tell you that he is no longer doing them because we wanted to have it updated and get a new version of it. And they said, nope, that's not happening anymore. So, nope.
1: So you, I don't know you, that. You I don't really, know that it matters what we paid. For you it. really don't want to know how much we we paid for it, anyways, because as it turns out, it it was criminal because he just now he's had our theme song for what like five years now, six years. Something it's been like a that, while, eh? right? Uh so he wasn't so popular when he did the theme song for us, but yeah, that turned out to be a great bargain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and you know since we did that they actually added a like for commercial purposes licensing for uh <clears throat> videos on cameo and stuff so
1: oh really well yeah. this wasn't a cameo it wasn't a
2: cameo. yeah, yeah i contacted
3: him directly and I was like hey yeah. we do this and he's like for you john of course i'd do it for you <laughs> such a nice guy <laughs> i'll have my people contact you <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and that oh. person contacted me was still harry mack that's how <laughs> that's how little he was known back then. <laughs> tip oh. in the discord NorCal kid you, you've got to step it up this week NorCal kid i had to do a thumbnail last week still a little still a little jaded about that he did a good job though oh thank you i'll give you that much eric how <laughs> was right. your week my week uh, was uh alright. Uh just so much busy work going on. I, I don't know when it's busy, busy
3: work's not good.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's really not. But all in all when well we opened up uh call for papers for tech. So real excited we about did. that. I feel like we've we've got a great uh cadence marching towards tech. Like I remember last year about this time I I was like, what are we gonna do? What why did we think we could do this? (laughs) And uh already we've got yeah, we got the hotel locked down, we we got the A V equipment in our our secret location and ready to to just disperse when needed. And uh (laughs) yeah it's just we got we got the site up, we got the cough papers done yeah, we, we have our prospectus pretty much completed. We got a couple couple of rough edges there we still need to clean up, but yeah, it's feeling good. It's feeling really good. I mean kind of on cruise control now until like call for papers get done. But
3: uh, and we, yeah, that process we, is rough too. Yeah. But I mean, it's only been open for a few days. We haven't really promoted it too much, you know, just a little bit here and there. Are we good? a... Good number of submissions in there. Have you looked?
1: I know one that came. No, no, no. I haven't looked, but uh, one of the people who was submitting let me know that they submitted. You know what they submitted? JD. And, uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> I, had to, I had to think about that. Yes, uh, I'm very excited about that one. Like but I don't, only submitted I don't...
3: one. At
1: least last time I looked. That's still early but that's it's a good one it's a good one but besides that um i don't know just like i said i I don't seem to have like free time just isn't a thing for me anymore um oh you weren't burning man i wasn't at burning man
2: that's i heard that's a good thing actually
1: good good friend good friend of mine was at burning man actually the the friends i had who were at burning man said that it was all being blown out of proportion. Like it, there definitely was rain, it definitely was muddy. But like my friend, my my really close friend uh said that I'm like are you guys did were you guys able to get out? He's like why would we have gotten out? He's like it, you know it's still like 3 or 4 days to go, man. I'm I'm here until Tuesday. I'm like Okay, so it's still a thing. He's like, "Yeah, just it's not like everything everybody's making out to be. It's just it's fine. It's muddy, it's wet, but everybody's having a good time." That's the last I heard of him. No, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, uh, yeah. I I have no ambitions. I don't know about you guys. I have no ambitions to go to Burning Man. I was just talking to the yeah. current wife about this. It used to be a thing I was very interested in. But it just got—I don't know—like the tech bros took it over, and I don't know. It just isn't something. Now it's just really too
3: commercial. To I would—I would have done it earlier, but now it's too commercial.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like
1: that. And I'm not a big camper to begin with, so that was always like my biggest reason for not doing it. I—I I don't camp. Like the idea of camping. Well, I should—I should preference that. The idea of being isolated somewhere in camping appeals to me i would like that but that's not the reality like whenever somebody says hey you want to go camping and you go camping you're like in this campground with a hundred other people and oh. pitching tents all over the place is like
2: not here in Colorado.
1: how's this camping yeah you know, i i've never i i've never had a good camping experience not that i've had like terrible ones it just hasn't lived up to my expectation and uh kind of that's, that's that's always been the thing with uh burning man with me too is like
2: eh, too many people i just I, I feel like if i wanted to get lost alone in a forest i'd just play skyrim <laughs> i don't see the appeal at all well, camping is fun especially when you have
3: kids and you go with other families where oh. the kids go running off you sit around the campfire have a few drinks or explain, explain a lot of that. drinks.
2: You can go to the bathroom anywhere, which is good and bad. Mostly bad.
1: I do that now at home. What are you talking about? I got a big <laughs> old backyard, man. No no problem there.
3: <laughs> got a I, oh, big old pool to be in.
1: Before we move on from me, I know I've already hogged, hogged the show. This is why you guys don't ask me how my week went first. I had a funny story today. Uh, my my kids my current kids of my current wife is that how it goes more <laughs> cal so kids uh for my birthday this year bought me uh, a legitimate uh, drone and um i i hadn't really had a lot of chance to play with it and a couple times i have played with it it drove my dog absolutely berserk and i i couldn't stand it like she wouldn't stop barking and screaming and and just it was anyways today I took it out uh, and she, the the dog was okay toast the dog was okay with it until I brought it in for a landing and then she figured it was her time to pounce <laughs> so it was fine for the most part and then like I, I I sat there and I knew it I knew as soon as I said it because I hadn't crashed or anything and in, in my property I have i have a i i, I have about a half an acre of property and but uh, the majority of that is this hillside so it's not like i have a half an acre of usable property uh it's this it's this big hillside so i hadn't crashed yet which was my biggest concern is like i'd get i was going to get it on top of this hill and it's not like a pretty window screensaver hill with with flowers (laughs) and grass no this is like cliffhanger type of hill that you have to go climb up So I knew as soon as I launched it, I'm, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one more run, and that's it. Because I, I thought my battery was running low. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do one more run, and that's it. And I do that. And I guess, like, once the drone detects either the is going low or once it loses uh, contact with the remote, I don't know what happened. But it tries to come back and land. So the problem with that... Is the part of my backyard where I was standing where it wanted to come back and land is like 90% pool. (laughs) (laughs) It landed in the pool. Oh, no. Very very smooth landing, I might add. But yeah. So I went for a swim today. It was a little nippy, but you know, okay. So
3: so are you not able to control it at all when, when it's doing
1: that? I couldn't I couldn't appear to because it 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 was weird because I I was I was trying to fly it and then it just turned back to me in the house you know I was standing in the backyard it started coming down the hill I'm like what's going on and I'm like trying to and it's descending this whole time I'm like trying to I'm trying to lift you know get the lift back up lift back up and it just is not responding to me at all and I'm like doing the math I'm like it's
0: not gonna make it. <laughs> I'm like, pull up, pull up, pull up. <laughs> beep, 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 beep.
2: You have a you have a drone for one week and it kills itself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Goes kamikaze, kos- kamikaze on me, kamikaze, kamikaze on me." Oh man, so it it it's over here. Uh, it's over here drying. Um, I'll try to take it out tomorrow. We'll see what happens. <laughs> John, how was your week?
3: my week was good uh monday being a day off for most people i got to get caught up on a lot of accounting work which is a pain in the butt um but spent most of my day doing that running a business really is not fun sometimes uh more business stuff where we found somebody that owed us a lot of money
1: (laughs) so yeah that was kind of like hey uh (laughs) I don't think you guys paid us.
2: Yeah, well,
3: no, no. I, re- I reached out to him. I reached out and I was like, "Yeah, it's probably an accounting error on our part, but this invoice hasn't been paid yet, or I, I don't have any evidence of the invoice being paid." Uh, Can you just check to see if you guys paid it? So you know, I'm not running around sh- checking everything. Yeah, they contacted me back saying, "Nope, our bad. We didn't pay it."
1: <laughs> what had they been smart, they would have been like. Yeah, you guys clearly don't know how to do accounting. Totally paid. (laughs) See ya. ya. Who is
2: this? Web (laughs) development? What's the web? I got.
3: (laughs) But they're really cool about it. They're like, oh, our accounting department has has this new vendor thing in place. You have to fill out these forms, and I didn't get them to you. So that's the problem with handshake agreements or like just verbal agreements. And you're like, oh, I trust you to pay. We'll. Do all this stuff?
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what it comes down to. It's like, yeah, they're gonna pay us, right? I mean, it's not like we have to keep an eye on it or anything. Yeah, and and again, it's they weren't intentionally uh, avoiding us either. They're right. people. Uh, we appreciate them, but yeah, it was just like one of these kooky things. Like we weren't barking, so they, you know, and they they didn't know they they it was lost in the sauce somewhere. I guess they got their wires crossed on their end and. Nobody was asking questions, so nobody cared.
3: Ben Ramsey, did you go to Dragon Con? Is it in Atlanta? And did you happen to meet an archer named John Day? Was I don't know be specific. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you if you're listening to the audio podcast that makes no sense Ben Ramsey's in our Discord channel discord.phpugly.com. Uh, he went to Dragon Con over the weekend and I have a friend from high school that... No, you don't. Yeah, I mean, we, we're we friends on Facebook. <laughs> but, yeah, we're we're really good friends in, in high school, and I know he went to
1: DragonCon. I mean, I think there's only one DragonCon, right? Or is that like a multiple? I mean, are there, are there that many I, I don't, in the world? I have no clue. Uh, I've Tom, never been... Tom, Tom you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Traveling.
3: All right, so Monday got accounting work done. We got, like you said, launched call for call for speakers, excited about that. I'm just constantly making progress on tech, super excited. Reaching out to some sponsors, uh, reached out to one that I haven't told you about yet, Eric. And they said, Funny, we were just planning out our twenty twenty four conference sponsorship. So get us your prospectus and you know, we'll look at it.
1: Nice. I think that's the second person we've heard say that that they do theirs in September. I feel like we need to like do our push like now like blitz. Yeah, oh. it's weird. Like John, and I, John and I are the same. It's like we don't want to bother people and and ask for money, but at the same time, like we need money to to do yeah. this. So <laughs> my
3: favorite is the companies that say, no, we want to trade services." I'm like eh, that doesn't work so well.
1: Yeah. how about you tom how was your how was your week before i cut to to uh, a sponsor ad
2: full uh full of anxiety attacks and, and what for this time i don't know i'm flying out on sunday to mountain view but man i'm just just having them sitting at home now no good reason anymore oh actually
1: i'll talk about that later
2: yeah. So I've got this uh, this cute little necklace thing that's basically just a small metal straw. It's supposed to help you, like, breathe. storch like, tr- What? Breathe? C- yes, control your breathing. <laughs> Although, you bring up a good point. I probably...
1: <laughs> I don't think you're using it right there, Tom. No, I am. <laughs> Does it have a little spoon on the end?
2: Just asking for it a is... friend. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a little scooped out part. <laughs> now that you mention it. So, you know, I mean, people with anxiety attacks, it's just sort of a constant struggle against against your own body, and it's very annoying, but uh, you have to do what you have to do anyways. So I'd really, really like to not go on a big plane flight to Las Vegas and sit there for two hours, but that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> you no know really direct make- flights? <laughs> No, not out of Colorado Springs. It's getting better, but uh, the the closest I can get to a direct flight from Colorado Springs is like a 15-minute flight to Denver and then a direct flight. And I'm not going to do a 15-minute flight to Denver and then end up in Denver. That's awful. So
1: you're making it really challenging to segue to our sponsor. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm re- you want to know what would what, what take that anxiety
2: left? Yeah, you know what? You know what'll take a lot of anxiety off of your head is <laughs> quality logging and monitoring from our sponsor.
1: No, that's not the one I'm going with, but okay, let's
2: go with that one from one of our <laughs> other sponsors. <laughs>
1: Hey, here we go. Uh, Yeah, uh, let's go with this one because I'm sure they they would have no problem with the fact that we were joking around about casual drug use.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to our friends at HoneyBadger.io for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring, like web development, can be complicated. There are tons of tools and techniques, but you just want to know that your app is up and that your customers are happy. When your customers encounter a problem, you need clear, actionable intelligence, not walls of charts and reams of logs to tail. That's why they built Honey Badger, the monitoring tool we always wanted, a tool that's there when you need it and gets out of your way when you don't, so that you can keep shipping code, know when critical errors occur, and which customers are affected. Respond instantly when your systems go down, improve the health of your systems over time, and fix problems before your customers can report them. Honey Badger is the application health monitoring tool built for you. The developer who cares about a quality product and happy customers. Be the hero of your team and sign up for a free trial and start monitoring today at HoneyBadger.io Setup takes as little as five minutes. See what you've been missing and fix it. Once again, that's www.HoneyBadger.io
1: Thank, Thank you,
2: you Honey, Badger. Honey Badger. Eric, you had the most confused look on your face when that started. That
1: m- music. I don't know where that music came from. That was the weirdest beginning music, background music. But
2: you said that, that wasn't the <laughs> ad that I was playing <laughs> to.
1: I, kind of, I was listening, and I was
3: wondering the same thing. Did I not say code properly? <laughs> it did sound weird.
1: Code. And that was that was his real voice. That was I know. Not AI. I gotta,
3: <laughs> now now I got to go re-record it because I I was listening and I had the same thoughts. You yeah, kid, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Not a clue. Um, I was I had a thought. Oh yeah,
2: Ooh, this monitoring. Is a one. Come on.
3: Yeah, monitor monitoring your app not just for errors but all of the warnings did you realize if you got rid of your warnings, you could improve the performance of your app dramatically. Yeah. Even if you, it's weird. Even if you don't do anything with it, right. You, you have a warning like uh, undefined array index that normally doesn't matter. Nothing happens. Your app continues to work. And if you set your error reporting just to, you know, ignore it, it doesn't matter because it still goes through all of the stack tracing and, uh, As if it were going to log the error, but doesn't do anything with it. So you're using time to do that. You're using memory. And just by cleaning those up, you can improve your performance for free.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I wish
1: we had Tom. I wish we had honey badger for email. You want to know why?
2: Why? (laughs) you set up (laughs) a batch of emails that had horrible problems with them? Error codes.
1: Well, not, not error codes. I'm sorry. Warning codes. We oh, did we talk, we talk about, about it last week? week? I thought oh, we did. I, I, did we talk about this last week, Tom? I don't think so. John sent out an so, email.
3: Oh yeah, when we when we released the last month's magazine, I I've been automating so much of the process around the magazine, and which is
1: huge, by the way. Like how much John has automated compared to what we were originally doing doing when we took over the magazine is just vastly improved the workflow. Mm-hmm. But I had an
3: undefined index in there. And usually it's just a command line thing that I'm running locally. So I didn't really care. It's not, I don't need performance. It's occasionally they pop up, whatever I move on. And then I added the automation for the email, but it was taking some output and putting it into the template. and. All of a sudden, hey! Look, it updated my template. It did what I wanted to do. Send, <laughs> you know, the whole, you know, review. Make sure it's all right. <laughs> who needs? Who needs to do that?
2: I mean, it's a good thing the magazine's not about like quality coding or anything. <laughs> Bastard.
1: Well, I mean, at least they were PHP errors. It would have been different. Like, had it been like a JavaScript error or a, a yeah Rust error or something. <laughs>
2: Just to, uh, just, whole... just send out another email saying it was an homage to uh, all the QA workers out there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the funny thing is, <clears throat>
2: I caught it pretty quickly, but
3: you know it's already been sent, and I don't want to. Do, there's no reason to send a second email to say, "Whoops, there was a, like not that big of a deal," but I immediately put it out on a mastodon saying, "Ha, look what I did!" You know, but I still had so many people reach out. And
2: both people, John, are-
3: Eric, it's like. What's
2: that both people on Mastodon saw it, yeah, <laughs> now there was a
3: good back and forth about it on Mastodon.
1: Mastodon's got a strong p h p group I, I will say that for sure i mean
2: i for sure, I- but even though even though x is a total dumpster fire, formerly twitter it it's still just got such a giant community i can't I couldn't get away from it. But and I am seeing now people are referring to X as X parentheses formerly Twitter. So the the actual name of X now is X formerly Twitter, which I believe. See, Prince I've
1: seen I've Frank. seen the Twitter X or Twitter slash X is what I see a lot of.
2: What a stupid move! <laughs> Reminds yeah. me of
1: Prince. <laughs> hey, yeah, you don't talk bad about Prince, okay? The guy was a
2: god. Yeah he got the coolest guitar ever out of it the the one that's just the symbol for his name. It's awesome. All right.
1: Uh, so are we done? Can we wrap it up? I Well, so I,
2: I did, I did a tweet this week. I think John might've seen it. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I wanted to bring a little, a little magic into my day-to-day life. And so I started oh, through all of the keywords that are used in PHP.
1: <laughs> I saw this.
2: And renaming them to magical references, like classes are renamed as spell books, Mm -hmm. and 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 methods are what cantrips, stuff like that. All magical references, and I want to have a running version of this by tech. I want to get. I want to see if I can get people at tech to code in this magical PHP version I I've devised. Can't be that hard, right? There was a there was a talk on how to add new features to the PHP source at tech. I understood the first two minutes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I I think you probably could with probably an extension, right? Yeah. Is what it is what it would take.
2: Yeah, just rename all the tokens.
3: There you go. I like that Awoods.
2: Pronounce the X as a Z in X Twitter, it's jitter. Shitter. Yep. I don't know. I didn't get, I didn't get nearly enough interaction on Twitter as I thought I was going to get for that idea. Magic programming. I thought it was funny. Uh, one of the things I've been doing a lot this week is working on my server behind me here. You can see all the blinky lights and stuff. And what have you uh, added to it this week? Uh, so I've done a lot with uh reverse proxy so I can tunnel in to uh, my Shared services from anywhere I need to. uh, Dropped in a VPN service, a WireGuard based VPN service. uh, Threw on some uh, containers for logging and tracking and uh, got all of my media moved over, officially moved (coughs) over. So I'm off my old desktop media server completely now, which is nice because I've got the Jellyfin, which is a sort of open source version of Plex and i can share that out to my family and they can watch all my movies and tv shows whenever they want sounds perfectly legal it is they're all they're all tv shows and movies that i've personally made so it's all above board you don't know this but my my daily day-to-day hobby is is filming everything with the
3: hundreds of cameras you have around your house
2: yes <laughs> which i need to box back up and sell to some other sucker
3: <laughs> have, you, have you made any progress on that you were you were going to switch from the the cheaper cameras to no
2: i haven't, more I haven't made any hiring progr- it's like these cameras are like 30 40 bucks a piece and to really get what i want out of it i i'm gonna have to spend like 120 a piece which is a pretty significant difference in price so Plus wiring, right yeah I mean, if I want to go the wireless route, it gets even worse. It's like 250 bucks for a wireless, a good wireless camera, which I th- I thought I was smart by getting the 30 dollars ones, but uh, no, it it turns out you get what you pay for. <laughs> Who'd have known? I mean, they should make a saying out of that.
3: <laughs> that just sounds crazy.
2: Uh, but one of the interesting things I I ran into was I was looking up the Zabbix monitoring service uh, zabbix and i just googled zabbix and google comes up with the main webpage you know for zabbix as the result but it also has links at the top for videos and images which is normal but then it has tutorial install github review download docker and agent like as options in the little bar above the result set which I had not seen before. And the fact that I could like click on tutorial and jump straight to somebody's video tutorial of how to set up Zabbix was very interesting. I don't know if that was a new thing. Have you guys seen that before?
3: Nope. Sorry. I'm highly distracted. I'm looking at just some of the sessions, the talks that are being suggested or that are being submitted for tech. And I'm already excited. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't looked at them before.
2: I gave a little I gave a little talk in your uh, official Slack channel. Uh one of your employees was asking about image resizing and I thought, "Hey, I used to do that by the thousands and thousands back in the day. I think I know I can help out with image resizing." And uh, yeah, it's a pain. I don't know if I'm just I'm
3: just going to remove that image. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it feels like a slow week. What's going on? I'm going to ask you guys. Gents.
1: I have issues, gents.
2: What are your what issues? Are
1: Apparently, Docker on my system has been borked and will not uh, not run correctly. I just noticed that show notes uh, show links weren't coming in, and I am like, "Well, what's going on there?" And none of my development environments will spin up. So. I'm unhappy right now. Very unhappy right now.
2: I had an interesting Docker issue. Uh, one of the things with uh, Portainer, which is a Docker manager, is that it can run images in a uh, privileged mode or unprivileged mode. And it's unprivileged mm-hmm. by default. I needed it to be in privileged mode to do some uh, directory sharing stuff. And it turns out that the only way to do that in Portainer. It's not like a thing you can just toggle. I can add CPUs and RAM to any given container I want. But to toggle that privilege mode, I have to back up the image, back up the container, and then restore it. And as part of the restore process, check the box that says privileged. And it's such an absolutely inconvenient convenient way of having to do something when almost everything else you can do is just like a config that you click on and change the value for.
3: So what do you, what is Portainer giving you that you can't just get from Docker, just from running it CLI? Uh, oh, yeah, so- it, it did a bunch of the the port mapping and stuff. For you. you showed us last week, didn't it?
2: Yeah, Jeff? so it does a lot of port mapping stuff. Um, it also uh, manages your Docker hub and uh, pulls new versions every time you want to update the version that you're running. Um And it also manages your volumes. So I have an NFS volume for all of my media and all of my files. That NFS volume is shared to the Portainer system. And then Portainer shares it out to the containers that I want it to share it out to. So it acts as a sort of single point of communication for all of my media stuff. Um, That and it it has access control.
3: How is that different than just mounting it on the the system and having your your storage there, your, your volumes
2: map to it. Uh, I mean, it's not different than what you can do in the command line. It's just that everything is much more easily accessible. Um, I can set ACLs on my, on my shared containers. Um, I can also run as like do part you, of a, you a, can, but do you, uh, I run an ACL for external versus internal access. So, and, and it just, I mean, handles all of the all of the annoying stuff for you. Gives you these nice charts. Uh, you can create things called stacks, which are essentially uh, Docker Compose based, where all of the elements of it are put into a single stack, and you can manage that one stack separate from other stacks. Uh, it's, I Caesar is intervention a real thing? That's very nice. I like it. What is intervention? Intervention for image handling for the yes, win. Yes. Intervention image handling is very nice. That is what I've used in the past.
3: All right. Caesar, can you share a link? Cause I'm not finding it right off the top. I guess I don't do enough with Docker to need all that. Like I, I have a handful of Docker images and I just Docker compose up in my directory and I'm done. So-
2: yeah. So one of the big things I've been playing with is domain name based stuff. Uh, accessing my internal network from outside computers and things like NGINX proxy make that really easy to do. Uh, you can do authenticated versus unauthenticated endpoints, uh, all sorts of fancy stuff. Next thing I'm getting into is, uh, uh, 2FA, which is more of a pain in the butt, but I've heard it can work. Interesting. And I'm adding this now.
3: Poor Eric, Eric you, just completely. Eric, you still working on your Docker
1: thing?
2: I am. It just ruined I mean, his I mean, mood completely. Like, <laughs> it what?
3: does, man. Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, Docker just
2: won't start up?
1: Yeah, it's it's screaming, screaming Python errors at me.
2: So I don't so know. One of the things that I like about Portainer is that I can schedule it to back up everything every day or so. So backing up all of your containers is a very handy way of uh, dealing with problems. You'll run into like what Eric's running into right now.
3: Hey, a link just came in. Are you sure it's not running?
2: It is now.
1: Where'd that link come from?
2: (laughs) The the links are coming from inside the building.
3: (laughs) Don't go up the stairs.
2: You know what I'm I'm getting Uh, uh, more accustomed to that I'm really enjoying, though? What is, is that? PHP storm. Can't hear it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on that screen. It's. it's...
1: Hello, listener. This is Eric, the host of PHP Ugly, and it's really me, not some AI-generated voice, because I care about you, the listener, and think you deserve a real read of one of our sponsors. And that's what this is. Here at PHP Ugly, we are genuinely excited and happy to have JetBrains' PHP Storm as a sponsor. We all use PHP Storm every day, and it makes development easier and fun. PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. Whether you're a professional PHP developer or a hobbyist working on personal side projects, there's never been a better time to check it out. Or, maybe to check it out again with a slick, clean, new UI, blazing fast speed enhancements, and a richer toolkit that's transforming the way you code. Code like a professional. Visit JetBrains today at jetbrains.com forward slash PHP Storm and kick off your 30 day free trial to start coding smarter not harder now back to the show thank you php storm
2: thank you php storm php storm (laughs) (laughs) i said the right thing (laughs) yeah i've been using it as my my daily driver for about a month now Um, really like a lot of it i'm still struggling with with git and php storm why is that i don't know I it's do you just... not get it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't. Honestly, well, I, don't, I don't use I don't use the Git integration with PHP Storm only because I feel like it. I always like feel like I'm stumbling to get to it, whereas I just pop it over <clears> to the <throat> terminal and use my lazy Git and just boom, boom, boom. But with the exception of the we've talked about it a million times in the past conflict resolution, which PHP Storm definitely has handled better than anything else I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I I've tried getting on board with with the the Git thing, and specifically with GitHub through PHP Storm, where I could use it to look at pull requests and manage pull requests and discussions and things. And I do it for like a day, and then again, it just feels clunky after that. It's like I don't. It's like starting to push the boundaries of what I want my editor to do, which is like, okay, you're you're trying to do too much here. Let's, let's reel it back a little bit. Just reel it
2: back. Nah. Bit. Like if there was a GitHub standalone app, there is. That there ha- is. No, that handled all of that stuff.
3: Huh.
1: Pretty and sure I- there is. Is there not?
3: See, I, I like it within the. I like it within the IDE because I I can see the diff right there very easily i can pick and choose what i want to commit when i'm when i'm committing i can stash or in php storm talk shell which is just like stashing i i use that all the time yeah and <clears throat> with the the client i work on they've since recently switched to jira i mean this year
1: why why and, do and people it, switch to jira i don't Understand it. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead.
3: I I had the same feeling, but it's come a long way, first of all, and it's it has been a good change. And then within PHP Storm, I can open a task which will show me all of my tasks in Jira. I can choose one, it'll create a new change list for me. It'll create a new branch for me. I can start coding, and then I can use the the git. Features within PHP Storm to commit and push back. I use the pull request plugin, like you said, to review code. I can, from there, I can easily check it out and, you know, quickly jump around files.
2: Yeah, but then the next step is going all Atlassian for your stuff. So you end up on Bitbucket and it's all just a downhill slide from there. Yep. Uh,
1: no, it's it's not, not, Bitbucket. not. Is it Bitbucket? Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. It is Bitbucket. Yeah. But
2: so it
3: started, they brought in consultants around, you know, trying to improve team dynamics and stuff, like how things were being done and trying to be more agile. And
1: That's the no big effort. thing there,
3: the big thing there is, you know, documentation and having a good wiki. And they were pushing Confluence pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, like you said, snowball from there. You start using Confluence, which is going to lead to using Jira.
2: That sucks, too.
3: Or, again, it's been Confluence? working. It's,
2: what what sucks, Tom? I'm, I missed it. Confluence, yeah. Confluence? Oh, okay. It's, it's a wiki, but it's like... I'm not sure I've ever used it. Every it, time I've had to use it, I've said, Hey, who's the manager for this thing? Because they need to clean it up and flush out and folderize and and things need to link into other things. And like, if you had somebody who was the confluence person, that was their day to day. It would be such a great thing to have, but nobody has that. So it's just a, it's just a dumping ground for free thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Which most so, so end
3: up being every, anyway. yeah, every what yeah. is. Right. But it's more about having a single place. Cause I'm still in this weird limbo with that client, with our stuff. It's like, it's just you try something for a while, and it's like just doesn't feel right. So you try something else, and then all of a sudden you have like three, four different spots where you're like, "Where is this file? Where is this idea? Where like where is stuff?" And it's just annoying.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's thought platforms. All of all of the thought collection platforms, I absolutely hate. Like Figma, which is
3: that's another I, one that's being
2: used. Yeah. Everyone everyone swears by it when they're a designer, but yeah. when I try to read some of these things, I'm like, what are you trying to say? I have no idea. Yeah. Like, oh, if you if you hit control QW and then hover over it, it, it the element will tell you the note I put on it. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's and, helpful.
3: I mean Figma has like their their own conference. And uh I know a designer that went there and like they've gotten so much better at Figma. They were already good. And then to see all the stuff they learned and what can be done, it's it's crazy.
2: Yeah, and so here's the thing. But right?
1: that, that's always Christy. the thing about these tools, right? <laughs> it's it's like once you buy into it and, and you start beating the drum, it's you know it's you feel like it can fix everything, and you they don't they don't they don't you don't realize that the person making these statements ha, has now. Hundred percent devoted their time to that and don't have real jobs, so they're basically project managers who have (laughs) nothing to do. Well, okay, but fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Going back to PHP Storm real quick in Discord earlier this week, uh, somebody pointed out Key Promoter X as a plugin. Have either of you installed it and tried it?
2: I don't know what what those words put together mean at all.
3: Okay, so there's a Key Promoter. key promoter there's a, there is a plugin for php storm where php storm's whole thing is almost like vim where you shouldn't be using your mouse everything is shortcuts you, and it's so customizable where you can basically put a key map to anything that doesn't already have one or you can change it around to better fit your workflow
2: oh that's cute
3: and then key promoter x when you use your mouse will tell you hey did you know you, instead of using your mouse you can use this key combination to try and get you in the habit of doing that because it'll just make you more productive
2: well i'm installing that right now are you really i i just saw the little demo of it on their website and it's actually quite cool
1: <laughs> okay i mean sure
2: <laughs> what, why are you saying that Eric? i'm confused
1: i i don't understand where this would live in my world it's it Everything would, that I I want to do with keys, I do with keys currently. Right. So this is great. Right. If, if you're not a Vim person, maybe this helps you out a lot. Because that's always the thing. <laughs> like, I'm always surprised to
2: find out. I not get it? this is a plug-in for simpletons? Is that who it's for? <laughs> is it for people who can't figure out I how to use keyboards? I did, not, I did not
1: say that, Tom. This don't put words in my mouth but it, it, I, it's it's
3: more of if you don't know the key combination for something you're doing so you reach for the mouse and you do something it's just a a little helpful thing right so that and the it, next time you don't do it
1: and that's the thing you know for I, had a, I had a I had a conversation with Jacob Bennett who is a big PHP storm user but native PHP storm user so he knows all the key combinations and stuff and it was very much a, a well if I want to do this I just do. This and yeah, you know, I would explain how I did it in Vim, which I will say does have the benefit of not only translating to Vim but other solutions that have Vim plugins. You can usually carry your mappings over. But that's let me let me stay on track here. So he would tell me, and it's like okay, yeah, I didn't even know that was the thing. Now I will say I don't use those key bindings, and it does seem like a lot of Finger acrobatics to do them like oh yeah shift alt you know f1p it's is is how it feels like it's being explained to me it's like it feels like it's like two or three key combinations which is always kind of kind of weird to me but yeah I mean it's great if 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 you don't want to learn them yeah that's the way to do it and that's the thing is like if you don't want to learn vim you don't have to learn vim if you're using storm because it's, there's always a way to do the key with, with your keyboard. That's the thing I like to, I like to bang my drum about. It's like, I don't think people understand how much time they lose reaching for their mouse and then grabbing your mouse and, and hovering around. It's like, if you can not grab your mouse, I don't care if you're using Vim or your IDE's his key bindings. You would be so surprised with how quickly how much your productivity increases over time. It's weird. I just like reaching for my mouse. Sometimes it just feels so awkward. It's like, why am I reaching for my mouse right now? So weird. That's me though. I'm a I'm a I'm a weird dude. Yes. Well, you grew up
3: with a with just a green screen terminal, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And In four yeah.
2: keys. Actually, mine was, uh, mine was orange. It was IBM orange, which I think was before the green screens. Anyways, uh, Ricky Banana, Risky Banana in Discord says, uh, hey, here's our Figma link. Can you convert this design into HTML and CSS, please? Which drives me nuts because they have spent all this time designing something in a tool that could do it in CSS and HTML. Like if they, instead of learning Figma, they had just done it in CSS and HTML and then said, yeah, add the functionality to it, they'd be front-end developers. You wouldn't need the designers Mm -hmm. anymore to just have front-end developers do all this stuff. But they spend so much time drawing down to the pixel exactly what they want. And then they say, now translate this 10 pixel over here. So it's 10 pixels. Like, I hate you. You just did it. Why did, why do I have to do it? You just did it. That's why I like doing APIs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no kidding that's i find myself every day just wishing i only touched api's but mm. all the all the stuff now there has been we talked last week about uh htmx and i feel like since we brought it up it's just started exploding I mean, like we're tastemakers yeah here.
1: that's why yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
2: I've been watching a lot of stuff about it, a lot of primogen stuff about HTMX. And like,
1: oh, I saw that. Yeah. I love
2: the idea of just having no state, no logic on the front end, just call the API, get the results. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. But Mm -hmm. I mean, the the very idea of proposing another JavaScript front end framework for us to be using. It's like that. I can't can't do that. This greenfield only.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it, bringing it up with people that have already written a lot of this, the JavaScript on a application, they're gonna they're not gonna like the idea. It's nice. It is a nice alternative if you don't have JavaScript people or you know someone dedicated to the front end, and it just like you said, it's just hitting APIs and makes things a lot easier. Uh, it's great, but. Yeah, people don't pain. seem to like it because it's limited.
1: Or if you have a small team, right? Yeah. I mean, small teams are, are good. It's just I, I have the same concerns with HTMX, which I don't know enough about HTMX to, I guess, speak to because I guess this has been around for longer than I realized. Yeah, but I I have the same issue with with the the idea of moving to it, which I I am thinking about trying it out. That I did with livewire which is this is great today but can i can i bank my client that this is going to be available and functional for us 10 years from now you know i just don't know if i could. Uh, you can't
3: you can't say that about anything in, in reality well especially especially javascript I, because you're you're reliant on the browser itself and sometimes you have to keep up with the browsers more than anything else. PHP will continue to run for years on your server, right?
2: Decades. Yeah. There are still 4.0 installations out there.
3: Right. So you're not going to be able to, to do that with JavaScript, unfortunately. No, <laughs> not very the easily.
2: The thing about HTMX is it is it is a paradigm shift from stuff like React. It's a, it's a different way of thinking about doing JavaScript, which is... Don't, try don't to... think about it, basically, right? I mean, that's what HTMX
1: is. It's like, hey, don't think about this. Right. Just cr- call this component and, and move on with your life.
2: Yeah. And I don't know how far that is going to move forward with front-end devs. I don't think they'll like it.
1: Well, of course they won't like it. That's not how they make their living. Of course, of course they're not going to like it. It's for people like us that don't like doing the front-end. And then we're like, why are you guys making <laughs> this so hard?
2: Yeah, it's I I've seen some examples of JavaScript recently where it's just like you're calling an API and then doing this massive amount of logic on the results. Why? Like why why are you doing all of this logic when I'm just re- I'm returning what you asked for? Ask for something smarter. Mhm. Speaking of smarter, our patrons on Patreon
1: <laughs>
3: they're the smartest <laughs> of
2: the bunch. They know who, they know <clears throat> where the goods come what?
1: from what is going on restream wait share your screen wait what I don't want to share anything stop what are you doing I don't know every time I click a button now in restream it's like hey we have this new feature for you
3: <laughs> you realize we're live right now leave
1: us alone <laughs> <sighs> oh wait that's the wrong one we need to we need down here so everybody can, there we go see your first name. there we go so, uh, happy September, supporters on Patreon. We do appreciate beautiful, you.
2: Beautiful background picture. I wish the trees around here were turning orange like that.
1: I didn't realize yeah. how deserty Colorado was.
2: <laughs> Good call, sir. <laughs> so, I was shocked when I flew in for the first time, because if you don't know the story... I rented a house blind from California. And my wife and my dad drove all of the moving truck stuff out to Colorado. And I came out a couple days later. I fly in, we break through the clouds and it's just brown dead grass and bushes. It's it is ugly and unimpressive. Totally looks like a desert, and my heart just sinks. I'm like, oh my god, it's hideous here.
1: <laughs> is there only
2: spots there like that, or? Oh, basically anything seasonal. If it's not covered in snow during winter, and you can see it, it's dead brown. It's just nothing. nothing. Some lawns. I have a friend like that.
1: that was doing some posts of photos, and I'm like, wait, is it? Is it that deserty there? I didn't. When does the grass start in this country? God damn! Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. No, winter kills the any living thing off pretty fast around here. So, I was flying in in January, and uh, my first look was not impressive. But now I sit on my porch and I get to watch the sunset over the mountains, and it is gorgeous. As I love it here. All
1: mm-hmm. right. And for the record, everybody, if you haven't been to California, California is deserty. I mean, it's desert Ooh, really. It's but so they, desert. they they make it seem like it's like this beautiful place living. It is gorgeous beaches, but like you can think five miles in from the beach, it's just desert at that point. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know.
2: So it's so, not a. It was a. It was a big deal when In and Out uh, started to build franchises here in Colorado Springs. And one of In-N-Out's big signature things is the crossed palm trees in front of the the restaurant.
1: Right, which are not native to California
2: for people who don't know that. They do fine in California, but they built this during the summer here last year, maybe two years ago. And they put in the palm trees and everybody just went, what are you thinking? Those are expensive trees. They'll be dead as soon as winter hits. And it turns out they said, no, it's not going to die. We actually have heating underneath the trees for winter. What? We thought, well, that's what? stupid. You paid for heating under the trees, and they're going to die anyways. <laughs> so first first winter hits, and yeah, the trees just get ripped out and thrown away. There's, they're completely dead. <laughs> turns out you can't... Uh, can't have palm trees here in <laughs> the <desert. laughs> blizzard.
1: You would have thunk it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I had no clue palm trees were a thing for In and Out. Yeah, today I so, learned.
2: Uh, the The founder of In and Out was a uh, big fan of. Uh, it's a Mad 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 World, mm-hmm. and the whole plot to that is they're trying to find treasure, which is buried under an X. And the X in the end of the movie is two crossed palm trees. <laughs> and that's why In-N-Out has crossed palm trees in front of them. Because In-N-Out was the real treasure.
1: <sighs> I don't know if I've life. ever, no- I've noticed the palm trees in the drive through I don't know if I've ever noticed X palm trees in front of every In-N-Out. That's I do not call
2: myself a Californian. I I transplanted here. If you call yourself a Californian while you're in Colorado, you'll get shot. They hate Californians so much.
1: Most people do.
2: They love Texans, though.
1: Yeah, it's not really seeing a lot for you guys, to be honest. No.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, Sarah, Sarah says it's all over the cups. The cups are all palm cross trees. But I
3: don't go to In-N-Out, so I wouldn't see that. <laughs> oh, they got great fries.
1: They, uh, you, you know all the cups have like little Bible verses on the bottom? yep i just learned that uh not too i i've known it for a little while i guess the i guess the all the all the plates and stuff do, like the, not the plates the the thing they serve the fries in i guess th- that does as well
2: sorry your wife's getting muted
1: <laughs> you're putting my current wife in timeout.
2: oh yeah I can't protect you
1: any longer if you do that, Tom. It's worst
2: fries, absolutely not. Best fries, so good. Had it tonight, yeah. in fact.
1: Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. I'm gonna have to side with the wife because I I I like sex. So. Oh yeah, don't do it. That's me. true. So well, there's that.
2: I was going to tell you guys something. Five guys, when, five guys is better. You just have to flex your money in front of all of us, Ben. You drive your Lamborghini to Five Guys.
1: He's got that release manager money.
2: Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's doing the doing the Five Guys shuffle
2: every time. Every time I get an unexpectedly high bill at a restaurant, I say to my wife, "Now, at least it's cheaper than Five Guys."
1: Oh man, everything is everything
2: is getting so expensive. That's it's still expensive. Of income inequality in America. Yeah.
1: I was going to, what, what the hell was going to tell you? Oh, that's what I, oh, wow. We we got way off that topic. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never
3: mind.
1: I was going to talk, Tom said something about uh, when, you know, flying to uh, Southern California, as he calls it. Um, I was going to mention, like, my poor Toast the dog has an injury. And the vet wasn't sure if she had Torn her muscle or if she had a sprain. Had she torn her muscle, it was going to take expensive surgeries to fix. If it was just a sprain, we should start seeing results after a few days. Well, fortunately, it's been a few days. We're seeing she's starting to move around better. So we're pretty confident it was a sprain. But the weird thing about it and where I was going with this is I don't think I've left the house the entire week. Like, I think the wife sent, might have sent me on a target run one one day, but I don't know how much gas is in my truck because I haven't been in my truck for part of the entire week. Because the only time we leave the house here anymore is take the damn dog, play with the damn dog friends at the damn dog park. That, that is what is it, this a whole area here called Damn California? So, but it's it's crazy, man. And after my experience with the last office manager, Yaz, the maniac dog, man, seeing that dog post-lip around the house just brought back this flood of emotion. And I was so happy to hear that the current wife was having the same feelings I was having because it was tearing me up. I'm like, I can't. I can't do this again. I can't do this again. And I, I'm overly sensitive about it. I know that. I'm a sensitive guy, believe it or not, but man, I've been watching her like a hawk. Like, okay, you need need to start walking now. You're feeling better, right? I think today, today she definitely looks like she's feeling better. That's good. I have to leave the house
2: uh, in in one of the the months. Yeah, meanwhile I have this issue with my puppy. This used to be uh, a video game case (laughs) Uh, is this the new puppy yeah particularly this was my friend's video game that i borrowed from him so uh that got a little expensive what's what game was it uh luigi's mansion (laughs) three uh most of captain toad's treasure tracker (laughs) and then started Uh. on my $120 $120 controller, but fortunately uh, it was grabbed out of his mouth before he could get all the way to it. Yeah. It's had a out.
1: couple of incidents.
2: He's so cute. He's just got this little snake tongue, just always licking the air. <laughs> I don't know why.
3: My pug does that. I don't know. He had
1: a pug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a pug. I forget I forget he had a pug, too. I forgot he had a pug, as well. The other dog yeah, yeah. is always smaller than I think it, it like in my head. I always figure your other dog is bigger, but it's not really that big, right? It's, it's a 30, small dog. 30 pounds, 30 pounds. That's pretty
2: small. Yeah. We got, we got to- the genetic test for our dog, our new dog. And it said, he's going to be 120 pounds. I,
1: 120?
2: I don't know what to do with that. To-
1: to- Toast came in at 85 and she is a solid 85. Like, this dog is so muscular. I don't know where she gets it from, but she is a muscular dog, and she's not very big. You guys have seen her. Uh, we, we've had it on camera. She's a she's a fairly small dog, but man, she is she is strong. Right, we're talking about dogs. We need to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> we went from burgers to dogs. Uh Five Guys hot dogs are good too. By the way, it's a well little uh, side note there talking about five guys they have good hot dogs yeah for only eight dollars 12 1250, but hey who's counting <laughs> all right uh that's gonna be it episode 351 in the camp i'm eric i'm john i'm
0: tom keep, keep it, up. it ugly, keep it ugly. One two one two, ah, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a sender. shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shout out to people,